You've seen the big plays. Jaron stepping to his right, looking, looking, stopping, firing, end zone, touchdown! You've heard what the playmakers and coaches have had to say. Up for a three, got it! But now it's time to go behind the mic with BYU Sports Broadcasters to get their distinctive take on the games. Oh, what an aggressive play! This is Behind the Mic with host Cleon Wall. We're here to bring you unique insights and stories from the BYU sports broadcasters who cover the Cougars and from the Cougars themselves. But in this episode, we're only talking to one person. Tyler Hawes, it's a two-on-none with Dalton Nixon. Tyler's going to drive and dunk! Tyler Hawes is BYU basketball's all-time leading scorer, totaling 2,720 points in his four-year career for the Cougars. After finishing up in 2015, he moved on to play professional basketball and is now a hoops analyst for BYU Broadcasting. I specifically wanted to talk to him about what it's like playing in the rivalry game against Utah. Haas grew up in the Beehive State, was recruited by both BYU and Utah, and loves that they're scheduled to play each season. But his history with the rivalry came way before he played his first minute against the Utes. Haas feels it. Haas goes in. Slammed it home and he's fouled. Your dad grew up in the Salt Lake Valley in the 80s and then played for BYU from the mid to late 80s. What did he teach you about the BYU-Utah rivalry game? Oh, man. Well, I think, I mean, it taught, it taught me a lot. I mean, we we definitely grew up bleeding blue, I will say. And, and really, it started from my grandpa, my grandpa Ralph. I mean, this guy, the rivalry ran so deep in, in him. I mean, he he really he would watch Utah games and and wanted to see them lose. He, he'd only watch <laughs> it if they were losing. As soon as they started winning, he'd turn it off. Uh, but no, I remember going to games. I actually I have some relatives that are, that are Utah fans. And so, it, I mean, I feel like that's the same in every family. There's some that are BYU, some Utah. And so it, it made for some some funny dinner conversations. You know, I remember going to a game when I was really little. I was I was probably I don't know eight or eight or nine years old and watching Andre Miller. Andre Miller working on Gibson spins in the lane, squares up and gets. And Britton Johnson and Keith Van Horn. And they just put it on BYU up at Utah, and I that was kind of that was one of my first. Um, experiences of the rivalry you know packed house and I could just feel the energy and feel how important it was to the fans and community there and as a young kid it's like wow this is really cool I want I want to be a part of something like this and I remember you know being in between games um as, as a 10 11 year old listen to listening to Greg on the radio, Greg Rubel on the radio, and uh, BYU making comebacks to to win. Monty Guda Nielsen, Nielsen 15 footer, oh. got it! BYU's first lead of the game! You can go on and on. Um, but yeah, the rivalry ran really deep in our family. And it, even, even crossing over into football, one of my best sports memories growing up was Luke Staley running up the sideline um to beat utah another shotgun option they still don't have Staley. i i was 10 or 11 years old in that game and had never experienced you know a crowd and an energy like that game and 
you know, as, as a young kid, it's like, this is so cool. And, uh, it made you really want to be a part, be a part of something like that. It was like, Hey, when I, when I grow up, I want to be in that game. So, and then, you know, the, the journey continued and I actually, I started getting recruited by Utah. And so everything kind of changed. My perspective changed. I had a lot of respect for everyone up at the U and it was Jim Boylan that recruited me. And, you know, I, I went to, I went to their elite camp. I went to on a, an official visit, unofficial visit. Um, and, you know, I got to know some of their administration, their team, the guys playing up there. Um, and I had a, had a different perspective and, and respect for the people up there and what they were doing. And, um, so that, that was really interesting. That was a hard phone call to make uh to Jim Boylan and and those people saying I'm I'm not coming there. Um but then I mean you jump into decide to go to BYU and jump into it and you're I mean the first rivalry game you feel it. You feel how important it is to the coaches and the fans and every all the media leading up to the game. It you know you you want as a player to say this is this is just like any other game but it it wasn't like you could feel <laughs> how 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 much it meant to everyone i mean administration starts coming to practices everyone wants to know that they're they're giving their best effort to to win this game so i that's a long long-winded answer but i i'm so grateful that i was able to be a part of the rivalry and and come out with a winning record cleon i Glad that came out positive for me. <laughs> I do want to talk to you about some of the rivalry games that you participated in, especially that first one you played in at home at the Marriott Center. But I, mm-hmm. I do want to ask you, I, I do want to follow up on one thing. You talked about how you were recruited by Utah. And a, as we mentioned, you have family members who attended BYU, especially your dad who played basketball here at BYU. W- was there, I mean, how close were you to thinking, yeah, I could actually see myself playing at the University of Utah. How did family feel about that? I was very close. Um, I, you know, one of my favorite stories, I, I would, I would get up early with my dad in the mornings and we'd go to our church gym. And uh, I mean, that was our, our summertime plan. And a lot of my summer memories are in that small church gym. And, um, it was a live recruiting period and Jim Boylan um, called us late one night and he's like, Hey, I'm in Vegas. Are you guys around tomorrow? Um, and we're like, yeah, we're, we're up, we're up here in Utah though. He's like, Oh, I, I'm, I I'll leave right now. Are you guys working out in the morning? And he drove all night and was, was waiting for us at our church out out of his car, jumping up and down with his fists in the air. <laughs> like, who is this guy? But he he watched our whole workout. He was there in the church with us. And like I I I grew to love Jim Boylan. I mean, his passion and love for the game was really noticeable and took a deep interest in me and my life. And you know, even though there were their religion religious backgrounds were different he was okay with 
going on a mission and all those things felt like he had a really good plan for me. And so, um, you know, I, I went up on, on all my visits, I went up and visited the Institute, saw where I was going to be living, met a lot of the players. Sean Green was, is one guy that kind of stands out. He was very, very good to me. Um, really cool, like playing pickup with the guys. I mean, there's always recruits and people that come play and stuff like that and they can be brushed to the side, but he was, he was one that was like just really cool, you know, took me under his wings. It was hard to make that phone call and, and tell him we weren't coming. Uh, you know, he was very disappointed and, uh, it was, it was emotional just because we, we had gone down that road so far. He had, followed me around that whole summer before my senior year, you know, came to, came to camps, came to team camps, came to, he followed my high school team around. I mean, he, he did everything that he needed to do to, you know, have, have them be right there in my decision-making. And so I was close and we, we had conversations that, Hey, maybe this is the, the best spot for me and maybe I could reach my full potential by, by coming here. And this is a guy that had, you know, been in the NBA a really long time, knew how to develop players and was getting good recruits. And, and so, although we grew up big BYU fans, you know, it, it's hard when people throw all the cards on the table and come at you and have a big plan and, um and want you and um and so it, that was it, it was difficult we we were definitely definitely close okay let's talk about that first game against the Utes it's in 2010 you're a freshman it's at the Marriott Center what what was that atmosphere like what was it like playing against those guys that you had actually worked out with from the University of Utah was uh-huh. there trash talking going on what what do you remember from that game Oh yeah, I remember a lot. It was really intense. It was it was an emotional game because it was a, a coaches versus cancer game, and you know, Coach Rose. We didn't even know if he was going to be able to coach us that season. I mean, in the in the middle of our summer workouts, he comes in, and you know, President Samuelson was there. We knew it was serious, and he broke the news to us that he had cancer. This is going to be a challenge for me, but something that I can handle. And I mean, guys were in tears. It was like really hard. And then um, in our preseason, uh, he he comes in and says, I'm here. I'm here to stay. We're going to fight together. And it's like one of the most powerful meetings I had been a part of. It was like bigger than basketball. You know, we're going to we're going to do this hard thing together and I'm going to, you know, I've made a commitment to you guys, commit to each other, commit to the team. Leading up to the Utah game, it's a coaches versus cancer game. We're in pink uniforms. We have, you know, these new pink Nike shoes. Um, and I mean, that the that meeting going into that game was really emotional, just with everything surrounding coach and everything on top of the rivalry and um just really cool to be a part of on that front and guys were locked in guys were you know chomping at the bit ready to ready to fight in that game and 
Um, I can remember, I mean, one of my favorite memories, one of my favorite highlights of my whole basketball career were in that game. It was in the first three or four minutes, Jackson Emery got a steal. And I just was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here, but I'm going to sprint down the court running free throw line to free throw line was really important for me. And I got out ahead of a couple of people and they had, they had this seven, four, um, I'm blanking on his name, Foster. He, he was huge. And he, he was chasing me down from behind and I, I caught a pass, didn't even have time to dribble. And I, I found myself in the air and I was like, I have to dunk this or I'm going to get blocked. <laughs> and I went up and dunked two hands. About fell on my head because Foster ran through me. Um, but, you know, just, I mean, the place erupted and it was like it, it, one of the coolest moments of, of my whole basketball career. But, you know, I remember the emotions riding really high in that game. Remember Jackson, Jackson took a punch to the mouth. It's like, I don't know. There may have been some, some flopping antics in, in that, but yeah, the emotions ran high. There, there was some trash talking. Um, but you know, I, I always felt so fortunate to have the upperclassmen that I did as a freshman. I mean, Jackson and Jimmer and, um, guys like Noah Hartsock and Charles Abuo and um, you know, Logan Magnuson, these guys that just had been there. It was like there was a calming influence with having um, that good leadership on, on those teams that was like, uh, we were going to go to battle and fight and, you know, we're going to step on your throat two or three times. Like that was the mindset of those guys. And it, it was easy to, to follow in behind them and especially in a rivalry game. Do you remember your stat line from that game? I I would probably guess, I don't know, t- 10 to 12 points and five or six rebounds. Ooh, you, you're you pretty close. You were well, 7 for 11 from the field, okay. f- 15 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist. There was one other guy in double figures that day for BYU. I bet you can guess who it is. <laughs> yeah, probably Jimmer. Yeah, he had 36 in that game. Jimmer, top of the key, 3, lead for the Cougars. Jimmer for I just want to now quickly transition to that first game at the Huntsman Center. You're playing that a little bit later. What was that like compared to, I mean, at least in that first game, you had all this emotion, you're at home, you pick up the victory, but now you're going to go play up at the Huntsman Center. What was that like and how different was that experience? Yeah, that that was different. Their, their crowd is very hostile, very uh, borderline vulgar and in your face. Just like football! You know, I can remember my family being there and them yelling all sorts of stuff at my mom and dad and my sister and brother. And just it was hard, very eye opening. You know, you had heard I was a big J.J. Reddick fan growing up and still am like I, I, th- I think he's awesome. But he he took a, you know, a lot of a lot of tough stuff um in his time at duke and so i grew up watching those things and to like be thrown in that moment and experience some of that stuff you know because the the visiting team's bench is right there by the the fans and that was that was different um 
I will say, I mean, the the Marriott Center, the energy and the amount of people there was very, very different than being up at Utah. It, it didn't feel as as loud or, or heavy that way. But I mean, having fans in your face saying stuff that that was definitely new. But um, I think we I think we dominated that game as well up at the U my freshman year. Yeah, you did. Now, you didn't quite have as good a game in that up at the Huntsman Center. You were one for six, six points, six rebounds, three assists, though. So for a freshman, you know, first game of the Bear, first game of the Huntsman Center, you know, we'll give it to you. Still had six points and six rebounds. <laughs> Coming up next, why Hawes thinks the rivalry has intensified. Welcome back to Behind the Mic's episode on the BYU-Utah basketball rivalry from the eyes of former Cougar cager Tyler Hawes. Hawes was 2-0 against the Utes when he left on his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but when he returned, the Utes were members of the Pac-12 and BYU was part of the West Coast Conference. So the teams went from playing at least twice a year in conference to now one time a year before the conference slate even started. I asked Tyler if the rivalry has heightened because the two teams only play once a year. Yeah, I think it definitely heightened. Um, I think that game was definitely circled on, you know, everyone's calendar. And it was like, we, we only get one shot at them. And so, and that game was very intense. It was my, my first, you know, interaction with Larry Kristoviak and his team. And they had an, a really good game plan coming in against me. And it felt like they knew exactly where I wanted to get to on the floor. They had done an awesome job scouting. They knew where I where I was getting catches. Still without a shot is Haas. Here's three. You know, they 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 threw a few guys at me and face guarded me 94 feet. And it's like trying to frustrate me and over over physical me and on every rebound I mean I remember getting thrown to the ground three or four times and the ref's not calling anything and you know I think that's another element of the of this rivalry game that gets gets very interesting refs most times will let you play they know there's going to be stuff and they they let a lot of things go which is good and bad but I remember it just being really, really physical and having to work and fight for every shot that I got. In the three games after your mission, you shot two for 10, three of 11, and then nine for 22. Did you feel like you need to press a little bit in those games because, well, number one, it's the rivalry, and number two, you were also one of the main scorers for the BYU Cougars in those three seasons? I don't know the the those last three games. I mean, like I said, Kristoviak they they keyed on me and they made me work for every single shot that that I that I got. And yeah, it was hard to hard to find rhythm. Um, you know, my my sophomore and junior year, those were two tough games, especially you know up at the Huntsman. My my junior year. Uh, tough like they they just they played me really well and that game got away from us never were able to find rhythm um and they had really good players i mean really good players and delon wright and a steal by Wright. 
behind the back. <laughs> DeLon Wright, don't do him like that. They just they they had guys that wore you down and made you work for everything. And um, my senior year, I that game still haunts me because I I felt like there was a couple minutes there where we, you know, we had our chances. We had our chances of uh, of turning that game around. I think we had a lead at one point, then we just we gave it up, turned the ball over a few times, and. That was tough, but I felt like I, I I was rolling for a few minutes in that game and hit a few threes and had a few jumpers in transition. Like my game opened up in that in that one. Um I wish it could have gone our way. That was that was a tough one to swallow. I remember being my wife and I joke sometimes about there's a few memories that we laugh at. And after the Utah game was one because I, I was super dramatic and didn't come out of the locker for a while. I was very, very down and beat. I had given everything, everything possible to to win that one, but didn't go our way. Tyler Hawes right down the lane, right to the rim. And driving dunk for Tyler Hawes. It opened wide. How much did you like playing against Utah? I mean, you played against them five times. You were three and two against Utah. How much did you like playing in this game? And how much did you like preparing for this game? Because as you mentioned, there's so much else going on outside of the game. Yeah, they're they're fun games to play in um, because it means so much to, I mean, not only internally, but the community and fans and, yeah, administration and coaches. And um, it, it means a lot. And, so, and you feel that energy when you're in the game. And so uh, I loved playing in it. I loved preparing for it. Uh, it... Um, it brought, it made you bring, you know, the, your best focus and, and best game that you could play your best effort. And those were fun things. Like those are some of the funnest times in sports where the, those moments bring it out of you. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for, for Utah and, and, you know, what they've, what they've done. I, I, I've told this story a few times, but I, I hurt my ankle my senior year, had a really bad ankle sprain that like, I swear, I I thought I broke my ankle. I, it was at Weber state and I came down hard with a couple of minutes left and could not walk and uh, ended up coming back and, and playing that season. But, um, right after it happened a few practices later i i came to my locker at the marriott center and there was there was a university of utah uh note in my locker i was like that that's weird who who is this from and it, it was a letter from from coach k he had, he had written me a handwritten note saying hey i love your game respect your game hope to see you back soon get well and like that that just meant so much to me that he would take uh, take time to to do that and write me a handwritten note uh, with you know with all the he's busy co- coaches are busy and that it meant a lot to me to go beyond the rivalry and do something like that and I've never forgotten that people say a lot about coach K and his time there but uh, I think he he cares about guys cares about 
he respects people that you know are given everything they have to the game and um, respects the rivalry. And so uh, there's there's a lot of uh, really cool things that that can happen in in the rivalry. It's interesting listening to you talk. It's almost like you feel because you were recruited by Utah and you had good games and bad games against the University of Utah because of that relationship you had with Coach Boylan and then that note that you received from Coach Chris Goviak, it almost feels like the rivalry game to you holds like this special feeling instead of like this, oh, I... You know, I really hate the outside pressure of it. Oh, I hate that it gets so physical or anything like that. It, to to me, when I'm he- what I'm hearing from you is, it's like, I really love this game. And I love both sides of it, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. It has special meaning to me. And, you know, it, it pe- these guys want to win on both sides. They, they want to win this game. And I, I think that's such a special thing in sports when – um, when you're that passionate enough that it's like, I will do anything to win this game. And, uh, yeah, I was able to experience a little bit, uh, I mean, obviously way more on the BYU side, but I have a lot of respect for the guys, um, up there and what they're doing and, um, and the guys that I competed against. Um, and yeah, anytime, you know, you, you, you go up against guys that are competing the way that they did, um, you have a lot of respect for him. And, <clears throat> you know, that's not to say that there's not, I, I'm not discounting the, there's some ugly, I will admit, in in the rivalry. And there's good and bad on, on both sides. And I've been, you know, I've been up to football games where I'm like, I will never come back here again. And <laughs> just things that people say to you and like, it's hard. There's, but I, like, I think, being removed from it for a few years, you recognize that there's good, bad, and ugly on every side. And uh, it's better to focus on the good parts of the rivalry. And, you know, it's it, it's so fun to be a part of because of the competition and how much it means and the passion and um, the love for winning that game. Like those are all, that's why it's special to me and uh, the memories that I have. Haas said his favorite game against the Utes was his first game and that it took him a while to get over the final loss. A big thanks to Tyler for sharing his time about the rivalry and to ESPN for use of some of their highlights. Make sure you download Behind the Mic wherever you find podcasts or on the BYU Radio app. Behind the Mic is a production of BYU Radio. Oh, and one more thing. Behind the Mic is taking a few weeks off for the holidays and we'll be back in the new year. We'll talk to you soon.